Senator James Langford. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. So I guess we'll start off asking you the same question that we asked Congressman Hearn yesterday. <laughs> Were you one of the people heckling the president during the State of the Surely Union? not. He's a senator. He knows decorum. Uh, I, I was not one of the people heckling the president. The only time I think I made a sound is when the president said we're going to use oil for at least a decade. And I, uh, I think I actually <laughs> did laugh out loud at that point to think that there is no one that believes we will only use oil for a decade Everyone knows that we're going to use oil for decades and decades. About 82% of our power in the country is still produced by fossil fuels. And for the president to imply within the decade, that's all going to just go away. Uh, by the way, his Corvette in his garage apparently is going to have to be parked in 10 years. Uh, it, it, it just was absurd enough that I did laugh out loud. So I'll, oh. I'll go with that one. He's probably doing a solar conversion on that on the Corvette. Um, so, okay, what what things did you suppress your laugh on? Well, I would say there were there were quite a few, actually. He made the comment that uh, we, he's created 12.5 million jobs more than any other president. Uh, what he's counting there with those numbers is all the people that weren't working during COVID when he first came in office. If anyone returned back to work, he's counting that in his 12.5 million new jobs that he's created, which, again, is absurd. The other one was he talked about he's reduced the deficit one and a half trillion dollars it's actually gone up 800 billion dollars and when he talked about how he's reduced some spending areas that's factually not true and everyone knows that everyone's seen the giant bills that have come out on partisan lines but in addition to that he tried to do a bill three times as large as what he did but only joe manchin and kirsten cinema stopped him he tried to do a five trillion dollar spending bill and they're the two that stopped him so it was funny to me that he comes to the state of the union and brags about what he's trying to do, but he's actually been stopped even by his own party from how far he wants to go. There are um, three kind of economic pillars that uh, Democrats point at right now, one being the unemployment rate down to 3.4 percent, lowest since 1969, Uh, the uh, lowering of inflation over the past, say, six months, and lowering of gas prices over the past at least couple of months. Um, What do you say to people who point those things up? Hey, I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm always eager for good news. The jobs number that came out last month was very good. The unemployment number is very good. Those are very helpful. When the unemployment numbers are down, it does push wages up. That's a good, positive thing. But what the president's missing in this is uh, what's happening in interest rates right now that people can't afford to buy a car, buy a house. Uh, getting a starter home right now, being a first family is incredibly difficult. Our inflation rate is still much higher than it was during any of the last three presidencies. Uh, So we still have very, very high inflation. Inflation just in the last 24 months is approaching 15%. So whatever you bought two years ago is 15% higher now or more. Uh, So the numbers are very real and the pain's very real on that. And the, the, the president, through his speech, just kept saying, hey, here are all the good things I've done for you, and here's all the money we've sent out. Don't you feel better? It was kind of like ignore your checkbook, ignore the grocery store, ignore the eggs uh, prices, ignore all that stuff. Just pay attention to me. I just don't think that that works. People just want to know what's going to happen, what the plan, how we're going to turn things around. But when job numbers are good, that's always a positive thing. So, okay, the the whole hullabaloo over Social Security and uh, him claiming that some Republicans want to cut Social Security and cut other entitlements like Medicare. Um, the way I've seen that spun is that he led Republicans into a trap by getting them to agree there publicly to take all of that off the table. 
Do you think that's what happened? Uh, no, that, that again, that's absurd. Republicans had already made public comments that that's not on the table. We're not going to try to balance the budget on Social Security. We do need to stabilize Social Security. That has not been done since Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill did that in the 1980s. So that's a very real issue. We, we should talk about how we're going to stabilize that trust fund. But no one, I mean, no one is talking about balancing America's budget off of cutting benefits to seniors. That, that, what that about raising the retirement the age? What about raising the retirement uh, age? All, I would say all those have been there, including with President Biden. When he was Senator Biden, uh, he was one of the folks back uh, in the 1990s. Uh, that proposed changes to Social Security, made public speeches about it. He can't run from that now. He talked about Social mm. Security is on the table, and we need to be able to do some things for that. I, I would tell you, we do need to stabilize Social Security, but there's about five different levers to be able to do that. One of them is slowly raising the retirement age. We're not talking about raising it next year. Reagan and Tip O'Neill looked out on 30 years and said if the trust fund is going to be stabilized, we'll change it a month every year. Uh, for the next 30 years and slowly get it to 67. Uh, we don't bat an eye that it's 67 now. It used to be 65. Uh, but that slow change happened over 30 years. There are ways to be able to address this. At the end of the day, we can't get a time in 2035, and that's when it's coming in 2035 when we can't make payments for Social Security. That can't happen. Senator, what are your thoughts on the China spy balloon? Well, I would always say, There'll probably be more than what the president thought since he didn't even mention it during the State of the Union address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's, here's what happened. This Chinese spy balloon was picked up. Uh, we, we did see it coming in. We saw it coming in over Alaska, over the Aleutian Islands, over American waters, was there for a long time over American waters in the Alaska. At that point, the president hesitated. He didn't take action to take it down. It was over American airspace. It was in waters that it could have been taken down. That hesitation then then led to it then going over the mainland of Alaska uh, and then coming over Canada right in the mainland of the United States. And at that point, you're right. It's difficult to be able to take down. The uh, array that it's carrying underneath it is not small. This is not like a hot air balloon with a little basket under it. This has about two school bus loads worth of equipment that's hanging under this uh, giant 200-foot balloon flying at 60,000 feet. So while we can take it down and should, the problem really on this particular one was as soon as it hit American airspace, we had the capability to take it out right then. The president chose not to, and then it came over the rest of the continental United States. That hesitation caused us some intelligence gathering from the Chinese. Okay. Um, There's been reports since that this has happened before. And I, I turned to Jen that day and I said, I wonder how often this happens and we just don't know about it. And this one got low enough to be seen. Um, no, it, yeah, it, it, it's not low enough to be seen. Yes, there have been others before, uh, but they've never come across the continental United States. Never like this. Uh, it's always been, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're traveling in a, in a way that's not going to come across the United States. Or if they come across, they come near us. Uh, not over us like this. So this has not happened before. This is very new. But we knew about it, and it apparently didn't rise all the way up to the commander-in-chief? Well, I can't say the conversation in the White House and what that would have been, because obviously I'm not there. But uh, it did rise through the chains of command. It did have opportunity for the president to be able to take this out. Uh, when it was still over okay. the waters in Alaska, which is American airspace. Right, right, right. I'm Actually, I was talking about the other four. That's what's puzzling me is how 
that didn't rise apparently up to the chief executive for a call and it just we never learned about that's those correct. those other balloons senator that, thank that is correct and that's one of that, that's one of the things we're chasing down quite frankly i'm on the intelligence committee and that's one of the hard questions we've got for the intel group thank you senator i appreciate it and have a great day you bet good to visit with you bye o- oklahoma senator james langford 720 the five-day forecast is brought to you by Jim Norton Toyota, where T-Town gets Toyota, Fox 23, and KRMG meteorologist Laura Mock. Laura? Oh. And James.